0: Welcome to the One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in
1: into what we want to speak about next with um, tracking your progress, because when you've got these diets like um, Weight Watchers, um, Slimming World, that are basing it on what the scale weight does, Mm -hmm. like it's such a terrible marker to see your overall progress is going on. Like it's such a small, small, tiny, minute, Mm -hmm. like marker of your progress. But when people get this wrong this is what ultimately leaves them feeling demotivated wanting to quit like thinking it's not working when in actual fact like a, pr- a prime example today uh checking with a client now in the check-in form really really um really re- basically you could, you could tell she felt low she felt mm-hmm. low because her weigh-in was higher than it was uh last week in the check-in mm-hmm. she was like oh you know it's, it's just slightly frustrating um, and she, she, she's very, very, um, knowledgeable with it all now. But even then, like she, she felt a little bit disheartened. And when I actually went through with her and said, you were like, look, actually, all you're looking at is, uh, this Monday from the previous Monday, um, Thursday. Yeah. I know. And I was like, that's all you're looking at. That's all the data and you're letting your emotions and your success based on those numbers, like you're letting it dictate it. But when I said, actually, okay, let's let's take a, a step back. And this is, by the way, like the the art of coaching, it, it gives for someone to be able to see things that you can't see, like is so, so important because it can get you like lost in a trap of like, again, not feeling like a success and just basically quitting. But when I actually showed her the whole macro cycle and not even just over the four, uh, four weeks, I actually looked over the eight weeks, I was like, look at your trends I was like look where your physiology is the same like you've got humongous changes and mm. just because one week from the next hasn't changed that doesn't mean that you haven't been successful in fact yeah. I can show you exactly why you are still losing body fat and why you are successful mm. but when you go to a method like slimming world or Prince, um, a slimming world or weight watchers they just go on surface value. Like, what does it say on the scale? Are you hot, heavier or lighter? Okay, well, you're lighter. You're doing well. Are you heavier? Well, you, you need to probably eat a little bit less. Yeah. And that's like all that they're tracking. Mm. And,
0: and this is the issue is also that you end up trying to manipulate this variable, but all you're doing is you're manipulating the weight that that scale tells you, not your body fat. You know, just by like people, as I said, like cutting out carbs before their weigh-ins. Or maybe they're like, oh, so I actually only have like one meal on the Friday before my weigh-in on the Saturday. And it's like, you haven't sped up your fat loss. You've simply manipulated your weigh-in for the Saturday, which for the most part is probably you just manipulating water. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people will just cut out carbs. Therefore, you drop a load of water, you get a new low weigh-in. Well, that's great because the person pats you on the back and tells you, well done. But it's like, what, that's all, all they're doing is telling you, well done. You managed to manipulate your water the day before your weigh-in and, you're and it's now lower. Because otherwise, which in kind of hindsight is a little bit backwards because it's like, well, yeah, you've done that. But I wouldn't want to do that because think of it like this. If you haven't lost weight this week, as in hadn't lost body fat this week, and it would have just stayed the same, you could have then actually looked at it and be like, okay, cool. Actually, I haven't lost any body fat. And my measurements haven't changed this week. Maybe I need to change, change something up. Like something's obviously not working and I'm not lessing fat loss. But because on the Friday, you're buggering about with your carbohydrates and your water so you get a new low weigh-in you then actually like correct me if i'm wrong hayden but my thought is that like you then could actually be manipulating the scales but actually just then masking the fact that you're not actually losing body fat because a lot of people do that you'll get a new low weight on a saturday and then on the sunday after saturday and you've gone back to eating normal again on the sunday it's back up to higher than it was before and you're like ah, oh, damn and so it's like you're manipulating that scales for one day weighing, which actually could be holding you back long term because it's then actually kind of masking the fact that you're not making progress. And it's yeah. like, well, that's great that you can manipulate on one day, but you're also then kind of skewing your your thought your um your results with regards to is it actually working for you? You know, you could not be losing weight, not being a deficit, and all you do is just keep manipulating on that one day and just to get a new low weight. And it's like. Well, actually,
1: I, yeah, I literally had this conversation, uh, last week in a check-in because basically she had a, as we planned, she had a bigger, a big event on a Sunday mm-hmm. and like, we worked out like, you know, worst case scenario, what, it would look like, what are the calories that need to be banked, all of this kind of stuff. And basically like, it, it was quite a lot, but she took the decision to do like a huge, huge deficit Monday to Saturday. Mm -hmm. and on her check-in she was celebrating the fact that her saturday morning weigh-in was a new low and i was like of course it is like Mm -hmm. but you need to understand that on monday you're probably going to hit a (laughs) very big high (laughs) (laughs) and that's it isn't it
0: and you then you then get yourself into this false sense of security you're like smashed it and you forget that you're like it's like celebrating you've won the race and you've still got a lap to go and it's like, don't celebrate too early because you're only going to feel really bad when it comes on the Monday and it jumps up and you then lose that logical thought process and out comes this emotional process, this suddenly emotional thing of like, oh, I knew I went sad and I've just messed it all up in that one day because that'll be the thought process that follows that. And I think that's also where it's so important in regards to not just weighing yourself once a week because it can super duper fluctuate, but also not understanding that one day for a new low weigh doesn't mean anything. Like it literally most of the time will probably just jump back up the next day um, and then you'll be feeling kind of disheartened. And when you're tracking your progress, this is why we always say it's so important to not just track the scales, use things like photos and measurements because it then gives you something to refer to outside of just the scales. You know, people get so hung up on the scales with regards to like what that number says. And if it doesn't go your way, You don't have any other data or progress markers to actually see where those fluctuations, like why they happen, but also if that fluctuation is just like water weight, et cetera, because you've made, you know, I've had clients that their average, you know, maybe has gone up this week, but it's like, but their measurements gone down. It's like, okay, cool. Well, whatever happened, you know, maybe we just ate more carbohydrates, stayed more hydrated, trained a bit harder, inflammation, whatever it might be. But we can see from the measurements that body fat is still being lost because things are being reduced and it's like that then allows you to have that level-headed logical response in regards to what the scales are doing whereas if you didn't have that information you're going to be like i've trained harder i've been so good my nutrition stayed hydrated and it's gone up and then Mm. instantly you're like well what's the point i'm doing everything right yet the outcome's not what i want so what's like if you're not getting the return investment you simply want to quit that's why it's so important to have other markers of progress outside of the scales when it comes to losing weight
1: yeah what would you um so what would you say is the typical markers of success that you will look for when tracking progress uh so obviously you've got like everyone in the world is tracking their scale weight and now we've spoken about how it's you know not actually the most accurate and um mm -hmm. best way to track it so what else would you do
0: what other things i track yeah Okay, cool. Uh, I'd also track, obviously, two other, like actual, like measurable data, as it were, that's going to give you like physical feedback would be measurements. I always say hip and waist. For the most part, women are predominantly going to store body fat in their lower extremities simply because of uh, the way that the fat disposition is due to ho- estrogen. Uh, just throw some science in there, you know, makes it sound smart. Um, but uh, yeah, so hip, so waist around your belly button, hips around the widest part of your hips. Um, across your bum you could also do your upper thigh which is obviously halfway through i kind of say your iliot it's called iliac crest isn't it the top of your hip hip. down to the middle of your knee and then find that midway part um because they're obviously going to be typically where a woman will store her body fat as well um i'd also do photos front side and back again you want to be wearing the same clothing same time of day before you've eaten before you've drunk first thing in the morning after you've been to the toilet and then same lighting You know, you must have seen online those things where the lighting changes and suddenly they've gone from looking like they've got 20% body fat to looking like they've got 6% body fat. So make sure those variables stay the same. Also, like I always, and I do a lecture uh, inside the Academy on this, it's like habitual progress. Because you've got to realise that like, yes, a calorie deficit and a listen, the actual Numerical data regards to you know photos, measurements, scale weight is going to be the progress for your body fat loss. But what we're also looking for is not only to lose weight, it's to keep it off, and that's where the habitual progress is going to come in. So set yourself goals and track them. All of our clients have a habit, a habit tracking portion on their sheet where we set their goals, uh, their like habits of whatever they're trying to achieve, whether it's step count, whether it's um, you know getting up early and going for a walk maybe it's hitting their protein whatever these kind of like target things are now these are great because these are basically habitual things that you will carry on once you've finished the whole deficit and losing the body fat that are going to help you maintain it and that's why I can't stress enough is like getting adequate you know getting adequate sleep Prepping, prepping some food, maybe planning meals ahead for the week, making sure you have uh, your journaling to handle your stress management. These kind of habits are the things that are going to support you long term. So not only look at the numerical data, but also look at the data with regards to tracking progress. Habits. So write down habits. You know, set yourself one to three habits that you want to achieve this week that you're gonna keep track of to help you basically build this sustainability side of the weight loss. You know, tracking the nutrition. And obviously your scale uh, measurements and photos are going to be the physical fat loss, but also don't forget the habitual side of things, which is going to be the continuation plan, basically. Track habits write down when you were successful and maybe when you weren't so you can identify why. And that's going to then bring about this kind of like sustainability
1: um, as well. Yeah. I always say like uh, for me uh as well what i like to do with my clients is like i always say kind of your physical does follow your physiological and we get so caught up on making sure we achieve that uh calorie deficit and yes like we have just spoken about like achieving a calorie deficit is the principle of fat loss and that is what will elicit the fat loss but you can't just only ever look at you know calories in energy out there's there's so much more to it. And this is where I say the physical follows the physiological. Because if your st- your sleep, your energy levels, your stress, your hunger is all out of whack and is all over the place, mm-hmm. it's going to make your life so much mm-hmm. harder to adhere to your deficit. Whereas if you can actually get all of the, phys- uh, the physiology in place, what I mean by that is making sure our sleep is as good as it can be, making sure we've got decent energy levels making sure our hunger is as low as possible that as a byproduct you will start losing weight Mm -hmm. because you've got all of those things in place it then becomes it makes your weight loss journey so much easier like there's so many clients that i know we've worked through throughout the academy where by just us helping them fix their sleep has massively increased their energy expenditure because they have now more energy to do it yeah. and also has lowered their hunger because of the hormones that are affected when your sleep's impaired.
0: Yeah. So it- And it ju- goes further than that, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's like even like their mood, it's like their mood's now improved because their sleep is better, which impacts their cognitive function and the decisions they make next day, so which then in turn helps their stress management. And yeah. I love it because it's almost like magic. You're like, shit me, I've done, excuse my French, you've made one simple change and you've seen- five positives out the other side
1: yeah like i, I know I, and everyone can probably say it like who's listening you can you can think of a moment in your life like when say for example like when i'm stressed my sleep gets affected and when my sleep is affected like my energy is like rock bottom And when my energy is rock bottom my performance in the gym gets affected in fact the actual amount of times i go to the gym is reduced like everything starts to have like this um this downward spiral effect and then as a product a byproduct of that again i can't be asked to even like think about cooking meals like i want the quick fix i want the takeaway i want something that's an easy option so it all kind of do, it does have a huge huge effect on your long term success. So that's why we, we love to we love to look at those things. But lastly, um, from like the tracking from my side of you is um, where women go so wrong is by not actually tracking. This, they're basically still tracking day by day, week by week. And like Ryan just alluded to a minute ago, it's like your estrogen and your progesterone, like your hormones are never this, lin, like this, this line that stays the same throughout your whole journey. You're not a male. Like a male, we have one cycle, we last like 65 years. Female, like you, it stays pretty consistent. Uh, it, it, it stay it, males, it stays very consistent. Females, it's very irregular. Like your f- hormones will flux a lot. And because of that, it's going to give you very, very, very different readings on the scales, on your measurements, even like your physiological feedback, your sleep, your energy and stuff. So only compare your results where your physiology is the same. And just as an easy example, only compare day one of your menstruation against the following month, day one of menstruation. So you're almost tracking every single month. You're not tracking weekly. You're not tracking daily. Like you're tracking every month because that's where your physiology is the same, and that's the most accurate accurate data you are going to have.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So to summarise, the and progress:
0: make sure that you're tracking other things outside of the scales. Make sure that you are tracking things such as measurements, photos, but also track track. Tra- 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 wow, tracking. No. Yes, oh, tracking. Right. No, mate. No, yeah, something's happened. But always remember you are tracking also other things such as like habits and behaviours you're doing because these are going to be the long-term sustainable things. And as a final thing, don't forget that if you are obviously tracking your average weigh-ins, compare week one of your cycle to week one of your next cycle. Week two to week two, week three to week three, week four to week four. On average, obviously, it's not always 28 days because that will give you a much better indication as to the progress because obviously we know that week one can be very different to week four. Um, and although week four might suddenly have, or week one might have jumped up compared to the you know three weeks ago, it's not body fat gain. It's simply just a water rebound. So remember to track relevant data um, in regards to you and your cycle as well. So the last part of this weekly series is going to be all about motivation. For those of you that didn't know, there are two types of motivation. There are intrinsic motivation, which is the motivation that comes internally, which means you can kind of internally motivate yourself to do things and something internal is the driving factor behind why you want to achieve something. And then there's also external factors, something that's outside of you that is giving you the motivation and the drive to achieve what it is that you want to achieve. Let's start with internal motivation first, or unless you want to kind of give another bit of a longer overview, Mr. Hayden Rolfe as to motivation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: No, so you will fall you will fall into either categories. Whenever you've got a goal and something you want to achieve, like, you will fall into these two categories. You've either got the intrinsic or extrinsic. Yeah. And both of you both of them are gonna give you results. Like mm-hmm. they both work. In my personal opinion, one is going to give you a bigger a longer return than the other that doesn't mean that it's it's right or wrong it doesn't mean that you know you're not going to get results doing the other one but in my personal opinion like you are going to see far greater long-term success with with the other one now let's let's talk about you can you hear that it's a play it literally sounds like it's a bubble um so you know you question. you've got the tr- extrinsic motivation. This is the classic. This is where most people um, will f- f- fall into this category. Now you've got something that's like a goal, right? So you've got a wedding. You've mm-hmm. got um you've got a birthday. You've got uh, a holiday coming up. Like these are reasons why we all end up or start dieting because we want to look good we want to like we want to look better on the beach like all of these things like these are extrinsic motivations that can get you your goal and like admittedly i'm probably using a bit of extrinsic motivation right now i'm going on a short little like couple day uh, holiday tenerife and i want to just feel a bit better in swim shorts so yeah. that's a goal for me right now that keeps me tracking my calories that keeps me pushing closer to um eliciting fat loss and getting to my goal because there's a there's an end thing there's an end goal basically yeah
0: yeah and I think that's that's important to know isn't it is that like there is no right or wrong like you are literally you are you have bits of both no one's completely one completely the other you do have bits of both and you have got to realize that like it's cool whichever one you are play to your strength. So like Hayden said, Hayden was like, you know, at the moment, actually probably the majority of it is extrinsic um, with regards to a holiday. And there's nothing wrong with having these things. And if you are an extrinsic motiva- motivated person, then also using these can be a great driver for you. So, you know, using that holiday, using that wedding, but also kind of using things like, okay, cool. Like when I, you know, do so well, like like at the end of the month, if I've reached, X goal, I'm going to buy myself a new pair of jeans. It's like, that's an extrinsic motivation for you. It's like, okay, cool. Well, if by the end of the month I've lost at least kind of another four pounds, then I'm going to get that. It's great because you kind of got to, although we're always like, you know, don't put targets on it. Don't put numbers on things. If you're extrinsically motivated, it's like, you've got to use your personality and what drives you to ultimately help you on that journey. It's no point being like, oh, well, you know, if we actually set like a Uh, you know, if I can reach X or I do really well this month, I'm going to buy myself a nice pair of jeans. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it gives you motivation. It gives you determination and it helps you in regards to your thing. There's no point being, you know, if you're, there's no point if you're extrinsically motivated and you're like, okay, cool. So I'm going to intrinsically motivate myself and give myself a talking to every morning and say, you know, you've got to do this for your health. It's like, if that's not massively driving for you. And then the other one is obviously intrinsic. So intrinsic is obviously the internal. So, you know, it's maybe, you know, you're finding things, you know, maybe your relationship is uh, being impacted uh, in regards to your weight and size. You're not feeling comfortable in the bedroom. Maybe it's that you can't run around after your kids. Maybe it's your lack of self-confidence. Maybe you don't go out and socialize. These are then internal reasons that you're doing it for yourself because you want to feel better, have more confidence, have a better sex life, whatever these things are. now. I just wanted to add
1: something there. No, no, no. Like I said, like there's, there's nothing wrong with either of them. So we've given you two examples now, like you've got one that's just, you know, you're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for anyone else. You're doing it because you want to feel better in yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and maybe you are doing it for someone else. Like you said, maybe it's it's you know that your weight is affecting your relationship mm-hmm. and you want to do it because you want to uh, impact your relationship. Now, the other one, you're doing it because maybe there's a holiday or something coming up. The, the one that's going to be like uh, extrinsic, the, where I see people kind of fall short a little bit more is because once you reach the goal, what happens then? Mm. Unless yeah. you have another extrinsic goal then what happens? You typically then fall back into old previous ha- like habits and behaviours. Yeah.
0: And I think this is where like, the, the beauty of coaching comes in is because then it's finding these, these other factors. You know, For a lot of people, it's like, okay, look, if you're extremely motivated, let's say, like, look, if we have you know, set some parameters and if it does good, we can buy ourselves some new jeans or we're working towards this holiday, great. But then you've got to remember that like, and I think this is where kind of sometimes like gym performance goals come into it and things like that, because it gives you an external source of motivation to keep working towards. Whereas Hayden's exactly right. That's why personally I'd argue that you almost always want to have two things, if that makes sense. Like you want an intrinsic motivator and you want an extrinsic motivator. The intrinsic motivator might be because you want to have more confidence, basically. Your confidence is is dipping because of uh, your body weight and so I want to have more uh, confidence so I'm doing that for myself in that and the external thing is that, okay, cool, if I get to my goals, I'm going to buy myself this dress that I wanted uh, to wear. So you've then ended up getting two things. Cool, my confidence, I'm doing it for myself, but then you've also got this external motivator that if I do do well, I can buy my favourite dress that I know I want to buy and that's also going to help with regards to keeping you pushing with regards to your motivation, I say with regards quite a lot. But that makes sense. And I think that's a good kind of like place to be is having two motivators because again, two's better than one. You know, you're going to be, exter- when you're not internally motivated, you're like, oh, you know what? Like I haven't had confidence for years now. Who cares? You've got that external motivator push you. Or sometimes when you're like, I don't really give a shit about that dress. It's like, okay, well, you do want to increase your confidence and self-esteem though, right? And it's like, yeah, I do want to do that actually. So right, let's keep going. And it then gives you kind of like two options to keep you motivated With regards to working moving forward as well
1: yeah i think with the intrinsic like there has to be um like you have to have seen like results for yourself to continue doing it Mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is like let's use myself an example like my motivation every single day to go to the gym to like be like um nutritionally aware um is because i know the impact it has on my mental health Mm-hmm. when i exercise i feel better when i eat better when i eat um more nutrient dense foods i know i feel better in myself i have more energy mm-hmm. so that in itself is a like is a motivator for me to keep doing because i know it personally makes me feel better it's not about what my weight says it's not about how i look on the beach or anything like that it's about myself feeling better because i know that has so many more mental knock on effects mm-hmm. and that's why i keep turning up because I've seen the results. I've yeah. seen it happen. I've been on the other side when I haven't exercised, I haven't eaten mm. nutrient dense and I've seen the effects that it has on me. So yeah. m- my motivation c- c- to continue doing it is, is very, very high. However, like Ryan said, if you're like, you know, I, I just, I want to do this for my, like myself. Like I, I want to start feeling better in myself, but you start doing these things and you don't feel any better in yourself. It's going to be hard for you to continue doing that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, And I think that's where like always... Remembering your big underlying, your big uh, your one. big hairy ass girl. They call it B-H-A-G, your big hairy ass girl. And I think <laughs> that's why it's so important to find that and your big why. Because I think even if you are extrinsically motivated, having this big underlying reason as to why you want to achieve it and why this is important to you is always going to be so, so important. And that's the intrinsic part. You know, understanding exactly why this is important to you. Because I think arguably... Every single person, I'd argue that big why is going to be the best motivation you can have. Like even if you like external motivation, you like working towards things, um, that's great. But I think that ultimately that big intrinsic motivation of just your reason as to why this is important to you is always gonna be your biggest driving factor. Like no one's 50-50, as it were. You're probably gonna have a bit more. But I think that's why it's so important when we get all of our clients to write down what is your why? You know, why do you want to lose weight? It's never just because I want to look better. Look better. I want to feel better. I just want to like have a good body when I go on holiday in the bikini. There's always that those sub levels underneath that. So although looking good in the bikini and like wearing, thinking about that bikini, you're like, yeah, that's the external motivation. There's always an internal motivation that goes with the external. It's like, well, you, you need to be driven internally to fit into those jeans and things as well. And yeah, they're external drive, but we're always remembering that big reason why. Like, why are you doing it? Well, I want to look better. Why do you want to look better? because it makes me feel more confident. Why do you want to feel more confident? Well when I'm more confident I'm able to do more things, meet more people. Why do you want to do more things and meet more people? Well it makes me happy and I'm a social human being and I like to go out and it makes me and it improves my mental health. Well there you go. So like actually we're doing this to improve your mental health and it's like when you break down those layers you then actually get to this real underlying motivation as to why you want to do it. And that's that real powerful kind of intrinsic reason that I think every single person on a weight loss journey should get and they should write it down, put it on a fridge, put it in a notebook, write it in your notes in your phone and read it every day. Because that is going to be like your daily motivation and reminder. And then you can utilize, you know, these other external factors if you are driven externally to then help kind of keep you pushing if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's just like, like you said, recapping it. It's There's, not, there's no right or wrong to it. Like mm-hmm. if you've got the um, extrinsic, like it's actually a great motivator like, because you have an event, but be mindful that, what happens after that event? Are you then just going to slip back into old like previous habits and behaviors? Mm. Like what does that look like for you? Yeah. But then you've got the intrinsic motivation, which is like you're doing it for yourself. Um, because it means it, it it's it's not about anyone else necessarily. It's not about like looking good on the beach, it's about like, you know, feeling better in yourself, whatever it may be. And there's probably gonna be a bit more longevity with it. Um but again, maybe you have to see results first to actually to continue, to continue doing that.
0: Yeah. As with everything, you know, just to kind of round up, like there is no one size fits all as regard to, you know, as we said at the beginning, the method and principle, as we say about tracking your progress, as we say about kind of what motivation drives you. There's no one size fits all. It's all about thinking about you as a person, what you and you know you best. You know, what is it that you think about that's going to drive you? What is it you think that's going to be great to track? How to do this whole weight loss journey? And then it's building that as as you go. You know, I always say that when our clients come into the academy, when we kind of do this big consultation over you, build this little profile of them as to what it is that they want, but also what it is they need, it's always penciled in because you are constantly learning and evolving as your journey goes more about you, your reactions to situations, foods, what drives you. And that's what builds your program. I'd argue that no one can build you the best program from the off because they don't know enough about you and they don't learn enough from your feedback. And that comes simply through building a relationship, collecting data, and understanding you as an individual human being on not only kind of a psychologi- physical level, but also a psychological level as well. And I think that pretty much runs it up for the final part in this series and the final episode for today. Boom. Sweet. Well, as always, pleasure, never a chore. Mr. Hayden Rolfe, it's a pleasure having you on the show. (laughs) Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. And
1: uh, I look forward
0: to being back next week.
1: (laughs) Excellent. Well seen. Hope you had a good week.
0: And we will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. See ya.